Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of This Is My Bourbon Podcast. Why did I start the intro this way? <laughs> I'm going to start over. Isn't that how you usually start it? No, but it was just kind of all over the place. I was up here, and then I was down there, and then I was in the middle a little bit, and then I found my way back up. It's a good progression, not progression. But. Work as hell, y'all. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of This is My Bourbon Podcast. I'm your host, Perry. And I got Curtis and Swan back in the bourbon room for the first time in what feels like ages. Guys, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having us, man. Curtis is What's busy up? killing gnats. <laughs> <laughs> How you guys been? Uh, pretty good. I haven't been doing much of anything. Yeah, Kurt just got back from a trip. Yeah, man. It's yeah. been great. Yeah, I had a whole week, got to go to the beach, relax, have some bourbon. I had a good time. So. You went to go see Jimmy Buffett? Yeah, I got to see Jimmy Buffett margaritas there you go man yeah man i'm not much of a parrot head myself but it's all right you know different yeah. strokes yeah yeah um some uh maybe maybe sad news i haven't really decided yet um this is the last episode i'll be recording with long hair <laughs> <laughs> yeah like be about just like this is the last re- episode i'll ever be recording period period decided 92 was a great wow. time to stop <laughs> um yeah finally by the time this episode comes out i'll have gotten a haircut and everybody can stop bugging me about how long my hair is so <laughs> getting it just in time for winter yeah. <laughs> i just love that cool winter breeze on my bald head i mean <laughs> nothing feels better <laughs> there's nothing like getting a haircut and then immediately like my security blanket is gone uh-huh. and then going out into the windy like arctic no i can't do it yeah anyway that's my personal update for everybody <laughs> listening this week. Uh, we start every show out with a, a segment called Flying Blind, where I blind our co-hosts or our guests with something, and they have to figure out what it is. What do you guys think about this one? It's bourbon. <laughs> and that's Insights with Swan. Thanks, yeah, Swan. It is bourbon. Yeah. I will say it's pretty good, though. I, 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 I like this better than I remember yeah, having liked it in the past, it's kind of like a, uh, like if if a banana's foster had a lot of like caramel on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which I think is probably counterintuitive to how banana's foster works, but I'm all right with it though. I mean, you can put caramel on anything; <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Mm. I man, I don't know if it's because this is sat open for a little while, but I did not mind that. No, I think it's pretty at good at all. Um, you know, it's, I mean, it's, there's nothing outstanding about it, but it's no. solid. The finish is a little short. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of only getting like a brown sugar note um, on the finish. And even then, it's not super pronounced. It's kind of subtle. Yeah. But it's it's really not bad. I thought the nose was okay. Yeah, the nose is pretty good. For me, I, the, the nose was actually the downfall of it. Yeah. For me. Yeah. I, I just didn't that. think there was anything there. I think the palate was definitely the strong, strong suit. I totally agree of, with that. Of this, I totally agree with that. What were you saying, Swan? I, I like the palate. I could see as being an easy everyday drinker. Oh yeah. Depending on what it is, I'm not trying to spend sixty, eighty bucks on a daily drinker. Yeah, I mean, it, if this is affordable, definitely cool. It's most certainly affordable. Um, 
It is Very Old Barton, Bottled and Bond. Which is odd, though, because they don't make the Bottled and Bond anymore. They make 100 proof. Huh, okay. Very Old Barton. Hmm. Which, I mean, same price point. It's still like, what, $13, $14, $15, something like that. Same proof. I'm going to guess roughly the same age. You know, probably, in this case, it's more like four to five years. Mm -hmm. um, Probably just for blending and, and flavor purposes. But, yeah, I... I quite like this. Yeah, and they have a six-year version of this, right? Like an, they used to? I think they used to. Okay. Yeah. And if it's not the bottled and bond version, it's like the, the 80 proof version. I can't I can't remember for sure. I don't know. I know it's got the white on the top, just like the bottled and bond. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'd be curious to see what that's like. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, the reason that I did this was because this is from the same distillery that today's episode which revolves around. Which is Everyone has been waiting for. It's just, <laughs> At least or Kurt's me. been waiting People for this. People have or been me. asking for this episode for months now, right. saying, when is Curtis finally going to get his day? Well, guess what, people? Today is Curtis's day. I got my day, guys. We are doing 1792 products. We've talked All about Wild Turkey enough. He is done with us. Yeah, I'm tired of it. 1792. I'm tired of your Wild Turkey 101. <laughs> I'm tired of your, your regular Wild Turkey. I'm tired of your rare breed. I'm tired of your pre, you know... Like old turkey, I'm tired of it all. I'm tired of it. Are you good? Today's the day. Today is the day for 1792. Folks, we regret to inform you that Curtis Conrad has now left the podcast forever. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, man, I'm excited for this. We've talked about it for so long, and I'm tired of your it. Kentucky spirit. Whoa, okay. <laughs> now he's just looking at my cabinet. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking like. Turkey products, turkey products. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, I'm ready for this. Me too. Shall we start uh, with with their main product, the small batch? Yeah, I'm down. Do you guys want to take like two seconds to get your uh, your graphic design element out of the way? Because I love this bottle. Oh yeah. So um, I, I want to uh, bring something up too. This is actually the second time that we've had an episode totally centered around 1792, and it was way back when we. I, I think it was like within the first ten or twelve episodes. That we did, if I remember correctly. So I'm interested to see what we think about it mm-hmm. now as opposed to then. And a lot of what we talked about, too, was just how beautiful this bottle design is. And just their branding across the board, that really awesome Art Deco, early 1900s mm-hmm. design sense. Just a beautiful, beautiful representation of their brand. Yeah, the gold uh, cork stopper. Oh, like, the gold topper. The gold topper is just really nice. The overall branding on it is just really nice uh, yeah. with the Art Deco. Uh, some flourishes, stuff like that. Very simplistic. Um, and then the cohesiveness between all these products with just the color mm-hmm. uh, neck label. Pretty nice. I will say that the... Uh, I I think that is one of its strong suits is the it being so cohesive. I will... I think that maybe that's a uh, a little bit of a knock, a negative on... They aren't really differentiated as, as different products that much. I don't know how people view that, but I know. personally like the the consistency. Yeah, I'm, me too. I'm just saying. Yeah. I think. Yeah. If we're nitpicking, that's where it's at. Fair enough. I just don't like that they don't fit on the shelf well. Like yeah, I, it's it's a little it, it's a little frustrating. That's about it. But no, yeah. I love them. I think they're great. So the small batch. Small batch. Yeah, small we've got to five of their products on the table. Small batch, single barrel, high rye. Uh, full proof and the bottled and bond. Yeah, and we're missing uh, the sweet wheat. 
Yes. And the port finish. And there's one more that we're missing. The 12 year. The 12 year. Yes. <laughs> Which is just now occurring to me. Maybe we should have waited to do this episode until we had gotten the 12 year so we could review it. Yeah. Maybe we'll come back around to that in the future because as an addendum to this episode. Yeah. And I would argue as far as like looking for these bottles, if you're looking to find them, if you're going to find any of these, it's probably going to be the small batch, the single barrel, the foolproof, and the bottled and bond. Yeah. Because right now they're doing quite a few picks of the bottled and bond. Actually finding just a regular non-pick of it, it's kind of difficult. It's very strange. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's the same with the foolproof. They do a ton of picks of it, and it's kind of hard to find one that's not a pick. Um, and the single barrel, for whatever reason, they don't do a ton of picks of but they're there. They just don't see a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the high rye, I mean, occasionally you'll find it. I think they put it out every year, but it's not super consistent. Yeah, I think they only do it maybe like one or two quarters out of the year. Mm-hmm. Same with the sweet wheat, same with the, the port finish yeah. as well. That 12 year though, um, I'm not, I don't think that that's going to be a consistent product in their line. I don't. I think that's probably going to be another thing that they put out every uh, every now and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you were in Kentucky in 2017, they also have a 225th anniversary yes, bottle. Yes, they do. Yeah, but that was Kentucky only, or like relatively close to Kentucky, and uh, it was a like navy neck tag on it. It was pretty cool. Yeah. What's interesting about that bottle too um, is that it, it, they always were saying it's just going to be for 2017. But then, like, 2018 rolled around, and I still saw some coming out. Yeah, they sent out a humongous shipment at, like, November, December. Just a second huh. wave of it. And everyone was, like, they had that FOMO going on with, like, I'm never going to see this in again. I'm never going to see it again. They bought, like, five, six bottles. Yeah. And then they put out a ton more, and they're like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and it sat. Eh. And, and it, it sat, sat on sat shelves. There. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, the, the price on it hasn't been that exorbitant on secondary either. No, um, no, it's. I don't think it's. I've seen it get much higher than like a hundred dollars. Yeah, mm. it's usually like eighty, a hundred, which I think it was coming in at like forty-five. I think so too. Something that like sounds, that. That sounds about right. So yeah. anyway, let's pour some bourbon. <laughs> and the I think the price on the small batch for this is just like pretty phenomenal. Price too. is what like twenty-seven, twenty-eight dollars. I got it. I got this for twenty-five dollars. Oh wow! Yeah. But okay. It, but I think at most places it's like twenty-seven to to thirty. Yeah. Oh, are we going Glencairn? Yeah, I kinda, I wanted to. But okay. Not that it matters. I've not actually had this one in a long time, and I remember my first impression it's of this one. It was almost too smooth, and I wanted a little bit of bite. And this was right when I was getting into bourbon, too. So, I mean, I guess I had had Elijah Craig and Wild Turkey 101, and this one just seemed like it was just watered down almost. You, yeah, but here's the thing. You did that weird thing where you went, like right for Elijah Craig barrel proof. Yeah. And of course everything else is going to taste watered down after one of your earliest experiences. Whatever do you mean, Perry? <laughs> I can't imagine that there are a whole lot of people who are like getting into bourbon and they go, what's the highest what? proof? Listen, <laughs> yeah, I'll take I it. walked into a little shop in Versailles and the guy was like, you're never going to see this again. And I took it as like, I have to have it. It's special. <laughs> and I took it home, and I was like, it looks like a pirate's bottle. This is so cool. And I was like, 136 proof. Oh, I'm a man. I could do this. <laughs> totally not a man. Could not handle it. <laughs> it, was, it hurt. I was that crying. Was, that was the one that you passed off to me. Yeah. And uh, it it was given a loving home and a loving belly. Yeah. I'm sorry, Swan. No, it, was, it hated mine. <laughs> <laughs> this is a the- weird nose. I'm getting a lot of banana. I am too. Like a banana bread. 
which is usually typical for me with Barton products. Yeah, I get it a lot on the foolproof, so usually. I see. I normally get it on really just their their very old Barton line of of products, but to find this on the small batch, that's it was kind of a surprise for me. I'd be honest. Have you guys ever had like the full like caramel apples that they come out with little nuts on the outside of yeah, it? Yeah. Uh huh. Just instead of apples, just do it with a banana. Yeah, I totally yeah. see that. Maybe a little bit of like, like a hazelnut Nutella kind of, like chocolate. I could see that. I could totally see that. The thing about the banana on this though is that it's artificial. Uh-huh. It's it's like runts. You know, banana, like runts, the, the candy, they have banana in them. Well, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. That's what I smell. Really? On this. Mm-hmm. I'm getting I'm that a little sh- bit. Really? I'm not getting that. Just like the sugary aspect that comes <laughs> along with that. I, I get that a little bit. This is a good intro bourbon. I kind of overlook this one when I'm recommending stuff for people to, yeah. to try. Mm-hmm. This is not bad at all. See, I the banana flavor is not my favorite. I will say that much. And it's kind of picking I'm I'm picking it up a lot more in the back end of the palate into the finish. I don't I, I really don't mind this. I think that this is absolutely something that people should try um to get the opportunity to expand their palate. Yeah, for sure. This is I think it's a good introduction to Barton. I would still personally tell people to get the very old Barton, bottled in a bond, or the hundred proof, whatever you can find, over this. I think so too. But that's my preference, and I think that's just me liking the proof. And for me, spoiler, I feel like a lot of these is going to come through that the, the proof really helps Barton for me. Anytime it gets over that magical hundred proof range, I tend to I tend to enjoy it a lot more. Um, do we know what the mash bill is on this? I do not. Let me look. What you got, Kurt? You know the mash bill? I was just looking at the uh, proof. It's 93.7 proof. They always do weird stuff with their. Yeah, they always do weird stuff with their proofs. Yeah, they don't have it on the back. I will say. You don't have the proof? No, I I had the proof. Oh, what was it? It was 93.7. Oh, okay, that's right. Sorry. So, so much. I'm listening. I will will say I I haven't had the small batch in a while, and I don't remember. it being so banana-y. I don't either. So I don't know if it's like, maybe that's what it's always like, but I guess I just haven't had it in a while. Yeah. But I feel like if it's their standard, like that's their staple product, mm-hmm. it would probably taste the same. Yeah. There's not really a huge variation. Mm-hmm. It looks like their mash bill is 74% corn, 18% rye, and 8% malted barley. It's actually kind of... That's a decent amount of rye. It's, it's high-ish. I'd say it's high-ish. So, hmm. you know, it's interesting. This has just now come to my attention. You remember uh, when we had Black Ridge? Yeah. Apparently, Barton actually produces Black Ridge. Okay. According to this list. So, we could totally throw it into the mix as well. Yeah, if we might as well. I just happen to have a bottle right here. Wow. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, we'll talk about the Black Ridge here I think in a this second. Is, is a very good introductory bourbon. And I, I've actually given this to a few people uh, that haven't had bourbon before, and they ended up mm. getting more into it because of it. That's interesting. 
Man, I, I, it's really been a while since I've had this. I think my favorite part about this bourbon is I, I don't think I have another 25-ish dollar one that leaves this much of an oily mm-hmm. in your mouth and on the Glencairn. I mean, it's it's pretty heavy. It is viscous. It's yeah. very viscous. And I think the smoothness of the small batch is really nice, too. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, it's just so smooth. Which, I mean, I know for you, you want more of like a, a kick. Yeah, but um, I mean, if, if I had... Just if I'm not drinking bourbon on a regular basis and I'm still not at the point where I'm picking out notes and I just want something where the biggest descriptor I've, I use on a regular basis is smooth, this is up there, man. Yeah. Mm, this is sure. definitely up there. So apparently what, what, what we're doing is we're pouring a little bit of this Black Ridge small batch, which according to this list that I just found is apparently made uh, by Barton. But when we tried this on the show, we kind of had the impression that it was... A Buffalo Trace product. Uh, it is, if I remember correctly. Uh, oh no, it's bottled in Louisville. Huh? Yeah. See, no, this does not smell like the same thing to me. Mm-mm. Well, that's it. It's interesting. I mean, this is just three point seven proof points off of the seventeen ninety two small batch. This actually reminds me of the high rye, which I'm oh. sure we'll get to in a minute, but. I'd be curious to see if you think the same thing. I mean, pretty smart. Smart. oh snap, yeah. Did we just uncover a <laughs> conspiracy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What? I think so. I'd have to get it I'll, in a Glen Karen we'll, for we'll sure. Have to try it, yeah. But that's closer, I think. Oh, it's very close. Yeah, that's weird. How close it is. All right, so we'll do the the high ride next then. Yeah, I like the nose on this better. Better than the small batch? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of do. I mean, there's just more complexity to it. The other one was kind of not one note, but it, ma- it, yeah, predominantly just a, yeah, banana. Just didn't have a whole lot of depth to yeah. it. I hate to go off of price, but I would I would kind of anticipate the Black Ridge to have a little bit more to it um, than the 1792 small batch, just because it is a $30 bourbon as opposed mm-hmm. to maybe a $25 bourbon. Yeah, see, that, that definitely doesn't taste like their regular mash bill. No, it's void of that banana note mm-hmm. for me. This tastes so much more like a Buffalo Trace product. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really, really does. So I'd be interested to see, now that we're going to the high rye, um, how it compares. I do like that Black Ridge. Whose is that again? Like, where, where can I get that? Because somebody, had, I think, mentioned that that was like a Total Wine exclusive or something like that. Um, It might be. I thought... I could be wrong, but I, I thought I had heard somebody say that that was kind of like the flat boat, but for Total Wine. Uh, no, flat boat for Total Wine is two star. Two star. Okay. Yeah. Um, I cannot remember if I got this at Total Wine or if I got it at Liquor Barn. Honestly, I can't. I think I want to say I got it at Liquor Barn. That sounds right to me. I do like it better than the small batch. I'm going to pour some of this high rye and yeah, see what let's I go think. For it. Back to back. I keep glancing over at the high rye and thinking that it's an uh, an old old granddad because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got that same shade of yellow or excuse me of orange yellow. Jeez, the old granddad used to have. Ooh no, this has in the Glencairn a lot more depth yeah. than the Black Ridge. Yeah. Oh yeah. Still a little banana note though. A little bit of banana note. There's almost a dusty funk to this one. Yeah. 
This one's 94.3 proof. Ooh. What a weird proofing system they have. I don't know, man. I don't get it. I There's some math, method to the madness, I'm sure. But like, I want to believe I that it's it. like extremely specific. But realistically, I feel like it's more like if we just make it something weird, they're gonna think we put a lot of effort into this. <laughs> Which I I don't know. They they definitely did because their their products are really solid. Well, I mean, the two twenty fifth had a very specific proof to it. It was ninety two point one five. Yeah. Which is for you know seventeen ninety two, the year that Kentucky was founded, and then yep. fifteen it was the fifteenth state in the union. Mm. Yeah. So. It also one, deters me from putting water in a lot of these because I feel like they've bottled it such a specific proof yeah, that uh-huh. I don't want to mess with that. Yeah. But like, which, the, go ahead, Kurt. Then, sorry. Then again, like, I wouldn't want to add water to it anyway, just Mm-mm. because because they aren't really like. I don't think it warrants it. It's not like a high proof that it might change. Yeah, it doesn't seem much. like there's a whole lot, like there's anywhere for it to really go. Yeah, like it has to be opened up or anything. Mm-hmm. Now the foolproof though. That, that with it actually be being a higher proof at 125, I think that that is, you know, that that's probably more acceptable. Yeah. What's the uh, mash bill on the high rye? Do not know. I actually just looked it up and it said um, that it was unknown. Unknown, really. So, okay. um, I would say it's probably anywhere from 25 to 35 percent rye in the mash bill. I'm getting a I butterscotch. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, I got like a buttery note to it. I like this Ooh, one. I'll this like. is good. This is my favorite of the three things we've had so far. Well, yeah. four things. For sure. I, this is definitely up there. I wish this was a regular release. Yeah, me too. I really do. Me too. I kind of wish that this were just their normal mash bill. Yeah, no, I'd be perfectly fine with that. Like a higher rye, uh, I, I think would be great. I I would honestly, like when these are retailed, they're 45-ish. They're like 45 99-ish. Mm-hmm. And they usually see them for about sixty, which is not ridiculous. Because if this was on the shelf for sixty regularly, I think I'd pick this up on occasion. Yeah, I I wonder. I would really like to see both of these as their like standard, like offerings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I'd love to do picks of this high rye. Oh man, that would be great. Because I've never seen anything uh, high rise pick wise high rise single barrels. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh man. And to try that at cast strength, too? Oh, I'd be in heaven, dude. Oh, yeah, that'd be nice. I'd be in heaven. Oh. All right, somebody get on that. Somebody with more know-how and with more uh, (laughs) connections than we do. Yeah, somebody get us on high rise 1792. You know what we need to start talking about? We need to start talking about what's going to be the first official This Is My Bourbon Podcast barrel pick. Yeah. Russell's. Maybe. Possibly. I want Russell, Russell's or Boone County. Oh, man, a Boone County pick would be sick. Yeah. What about New Riff? New Riff would be cool, but I want to do something like, I don't know, just a little different. Yeah. Because at, at least with the Russell's picks, you kind of know exactly what you're, you're, you gravitate towards and what our group gravitates towards, so you can kind of cater a pick to that. True, that's true. And then with the Boone County, everyone I've ever introduced to Boone County, they're immediately like, man, this has been sitting on the shelf at some point, and I didn't buy this. This is ridiculous. It's so good. So um, what's interesting about that, it's funny that you say that. Dustin Whitaker uh, was here, as he is every month, um, <laughs> a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And they stopped at, he and, he and Misty had stopped at Boone County on their way down. Mm-hmm. Did I tell you about this? I don't know if I have or not. They had a a 14-year cast strength Yeah, I got to bottle. 
Yeah. I got to try it. Yeah. That's been the only Boone County that I've had where I've been like, I don't, I'm not entirely sure about that. I think it was just because it was so oaky mm-hmm. and just so old. It needed time to open up and needed a little bit of water. But Yeah. No, but their stuff is solid. And I feel like there's kind of peaks <laughs> at a younger age compared to like Knob Creek and stuff like that. Because a fifteen knob creek, like a fifty-year-old, fifteen-year-old knob 50 creek, fifty-year-old, fifty, yeah, Woo! that'd be ridiculous. Woo, talk about a short barrel. <laughs> yeah, but like those fifteen-year picks, they're great. I have no complaints mm-hmm. on them. They're really not stupid oaky like some of them are. But then we tried the fourteen-year, and it was like this is this is a bit much for me. Yeah, I just realized something. We haven't done what we've been drinking. Oh. We totally skipped out on that. Dude. Yeah. It sucks, dude. Um, well, we'll just do it in the middle of the episode. Does that sound okay? Yeah. What have you guys been drinking recently? <laughs> Adam Terry gave me a bottle of his new riff pick, the Nashville Bourbon Society. Oh, did. it's so good, it dude. It is easily top top three, if not the best new riff pick I've had of that. It is amazing. It's phenomenal. Yeah. I, I have that pick, and I've also gotten... Um, the Whiskey Galleries, New Riff Pick, mm-hmm. both are just fantastic. I mean, they, they are unbelievable bourbons. Yeah, it's great. And I'm pretty sure it's like four years and three days. Like, it's, it's right. I think so, yeah. It's right on the four-year mark, but yeah. it is amazing. And then uh, I've also been drinking, uh, what was it? I, I got a bottle of the uh, Wilderness Trail, the High Ride Bourbon. Mm. I've been having oh, more good. of that. Yeah. That stuff's great. I got batch two because uh, they have D zero one and D zero two that just came out, and I got D zero two. Well, I I just have batch one. Yeah. <laughs> I have. Go ahead. Sorry. I think I like batch one better, but it's still still good. good. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a slight variance, but it's not intense. Have you tried the Bourbon Karma pick? I've not yet. opened it yet. Oh, dude. So uh, last week, my my tips and bits were: don't sleep on nine year picks. From Knob Creek, even though we've gotten really used to the 14, 15 year old picks that have been out, there's still some great nine year old stuff that's floating around out there. And this Bourbon Karma pick from Tim Gunderman, friend of the show, um, it's it's great. It's really, really good. I had it the other night for the first time. So maybe we'll dip into that after the episode's over. So anyway, Curtis, what have you been drinking? Uh, well, I guess it's only fitting. But I've been having the seven the seventeen ninety two uh, single barrel. That this I guy. Have. Yeah. All right. Well, this guy. We'll have that next. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've been having that, but I also have been having uh, Johnny Drum. Interesting. Yeah, it wasn't anything. I didn't like pick it up and, or like seek it out. It just like fell into your lap. It kind of just <laughs> fell. It fell into oh. my uh, my bourbon cabinet. Huh. Interesting. Literally. Yeah. It was uh was it thrown through your window by no, a passing I just, car? I, <laughs> that's what it I sounds just, like. I just they wrap it around it. a brick and just toss it through your window. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it's happened. It's got a note on it. It's like a Molotov cocktail, except they <laughs> just were like, take it. Except they want you to have bourbon. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's Thanks. a note on it that says you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much what happened. Um No, I just moved into a new apartment and so uh my new roommate he he had his own kind of like collection so i oh, had cool. some of that but that's nice it's pretty good look at you guys sharing your yeah sharing i know your stuff together so because i'm still kind of I, I would say decompressing from southern whiskey society i have done nothing i feel like but drink the picks that i got that weekend mm-hmm. or some of the bottles that i got that weekend mm-hmm. i came home 
I, uh, I originally intended to come home with two bottles. I came home with ten. <laughs> Perry, wow. that's more than two. That's yeah. way more than two. Yeah. I do um, math for a living. I should know. That's more than two. <laughs> uh, two Russell's picks, three different, well, three Knob Creek picks. Two of them were the same. Um, it was that Bourbon Karma mm. pick. Um, a Booker's, uh, that, that new riff pick from Adam Terry. He also gave me a little pre-fire Evan Williams 1783 bottle, which is real nice. But I also did something that I've been waiting a long time for uh, because it was finally my birthday Yay, last week. Yeah. And I opened up my birth year bottle of Wild Turkey, which is around here somewhere. Is it good? It's phenomenal, dude. It's so flipping good. Mm-hmm. I was like... Happy birthday. I, I was worried. <laughs> I was worried that it wasn't going to live up to expectation, you know, because I've had this bottle for months now. I've had it oh, since. Yeah. I've had it since um, since the live show. So what was that? April, beginning mm-hmm. of April. So yeah, beginning of August, I finally got to open it. So four months later, and all my expectations were met. I was totally happy with it. It sucks that I can only have it once a year, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll see how long that lasts. Just start showing up to random people's birthday parties. It's like, ah, it's birthday bourbon. And just pour yourself some. It's like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> Don't you know me and Barry? We're the host of this my bourbon podcast. Yeah. yeah Let's just, just drink some bourbon. I hey. saw the balloons outside. <laughs> just show up to a Chili's and wait for them to start singing happy birthday to somebody. Oh, I can feel God in this Chili's tonight. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I, I I opened my birth year turkey, which was pretty freaking awesome, and um, it's it's stashed away in the back of my cabinet. It's probably a good place so for that it. I don't I don't get into it. There you go. But anyway, uh, back to seventeen ninety two. Sorry for the uh, break in the action there. Just realized that we what should we to move take care to? Of business. You said something about the single barrel. I'm ready for the single barrel. Yeah, right. single I'm curious barrel. because I've had two of these and they are both vastly different. Mm-hmm. You know what I should have done is I should have gotten mine from behind the bar. So we can compare the two. I guess there's still time. There's still time. <laughs> Curtis, would you be willing to venture back behind the bar again? <laughs> sure. Okay. Here's something interesting that I'm, I'm noticing as uh, as we're passing this bottle around. A while back, 1792 uh, used to be age-stated. And it also used to have a different design, different wrap around the neck. It was that rope. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that uh, like, oh, what's it, what's it called? Burlap, thank you. Um, this neck on the 1792 single barrel is what I would say looks the closest to that burlap wrap yeah. around the neck. Yeah. That that that's it. That's all I want to say. That's fair. I don't remember the proof being this high. I don't either. And this is my this is gonna sound dumb, but this is my gift bourbon. Anytime somebody's like into uh-huh. bourbon and they haven't had anything, I'm like, I'm gonna get one of these. This is uh yeah, you gave me so this single barrel that Kurt just brought out. Yeah. That's the bottle he gave for me when I graduated. Yeah, I bought both these. <laughs> yeah, and this is this is the bottle he gave for uh for my engagement party. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there, Swan. Yeah. No, I just I think they're great because I mean I've got one guy in uh, Frankfurt that just has this all the time and I can go pick it up and uh, it's a little pricier but it's not anything too bad and it's every time pretty it's pretty worth it. I think this one's pretty worth it. Mm-hmm. Lots of like honey vanilla. 
Yeah, I'm, it, something happened when I got over like 95 proof on this that it, it dropped the banana. I still get a little yeah. bit of the banana, but not nearly as much as I did with the the small batch. With the small batch. See, for me, it just jumped straight into butterscotch. I think it's like a happy medium between this high rye and the small batch. Yeah. Anytime they add proof to 1792, it generally bodes well for me. Same here. And I think vanilla is like a good note. It's it's very like French it. vanilla on the nose. Oh, there's something else in there. It's some it, it's like it's almost like movie theater popcorn. It's way back in the in the back of the nose. Oh, but that palate though. Hello. That is wild. Oh, I was different. not expecting that. Wildly different. That All is right. so good. I'm gonna finish this one so I can have some of yours, Perry, and see if there's a big difference. Well, let's let's talk too about what, what it is that we're tasting. I'm finding like a like a green apple note mm-hmm. on the palate. But there's also this nice layer of like and and it seems very layered to me. Like there's the green apple note. A little bit above that is like like a rye bread. Okay? And then there's a little that the caramel I think is on the top mm-hmm. of that. So it's this really interesting little combination of flavors. And there's even a savory note to it as well. It's like a like a soft pretzel. Yeah, it's like a I see I get that where Towards the back of the palate into the finish. Yeah. This is going to be really specific. When I was at, I used to work at a daycare and I was, yeah, so it was great. And I don't uh, think I knew that. Yeah, it was my first job. I, had, I was a lunch lady, remember? I think I told you about this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. And so <laughs> there was one day it was like, we're just done. We don't want to serve anything, no hot food. So it was like, make your own sandwich day. And there'd be kids that would just show up and like, I want a peanut butter sandwich with chocolate chips and this and this and this and this. And it's like. And mustard. And mustard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but just like that, that like layering aspect of like, I want a peanut butter sandwich with like marshmallow fluff and chocolate chips and yeah. Swedish fish and just random oh. stuff. <laughs> oh, that's so gross. Yeah. <laughs> But it's it's like that. It's like it, I don't know. It's this is coming, layered. That's coming from the guy though, who when he was about oh I don't know four or five years old said to his grandmother, "I want a ketchup and mustard sandwich." Yeah. <laughs> so she put ketchup on one slice of bread and mustard on the other, and that was my lunch. It was a mistake. <laughs> Speaking of, of that, I've seen a lot of people make posts about making screwball cocktails. Have yeah. you seen this? Uh-huh. And they get like those ninety nine grapes vodka and mix it with peanut butter flavored whiskey yeah it's called screwball and they're just like it tastes like a peanut butter jelly sandwich i was like that looks like a nightmare is what it looks like well the guys over at uh the podcast they did that with screwball and they did manischewitz i uh, i uh, wine i think that's what it was i'd have to go back and and check i might have to try it there's a lot of people that oh, enjoy i would it. love to i'd love to try that all right i'm gonna see how different this is it's actually not that different i think yeah. i'm gonna be honest i think kurtz has more depth on the nose well, I remember when we had this for the first time, we were all kind of like, uh, I'm not so sure about this. Yeah. Not that it was bad, it just didn't have a whole lot going for it. Well, you also, you had graduated, so the, the pours were 1792 single barrel, eh, and then you had Blanton's Gold straight from the barrel, and a 1983 early times. Yeah. And so, I mean, there was, it didn't, and Booker's Rye, you had Booker's Rye at the same time. That's, that's true. So That it, was a special, special pour night. 
Yeah, it had some uh, stark competition there for sure. I'm getting more alcohol on the nose on this one yeah, it's than I was on Curtis's. A little more ethanol heavy. There's definitely like still a brown sugar sweet note to it on the nose, but it's it's definitely not as deep as uh, Curtis's was. Yours has softened out quite a bit. It's almost like drinking beer. I don't know. It, it's, it's it's a very easy drinker, I would say. Yeah, it's just flattened out, kind of. Maybe you should drink your bottle rather fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't get to this point. <laughs> yeah, because this has been open for over a year now. Yeah. No, I mean, I... And this is, I guess, just the single barrel thing, going back to our single barrel episode, is you're going to have some that are great, and you're going to have some that aren't. But with these, like I said, they don't do a ton of picks of them. They do, no. they do them, but I, not yeah, a I've ton. seen them. I've seen them recently. Um, so you kind of just have to grab it and hope that it's it's good because I have to imagine even getting you know, if a liquor store gets in a case of six, I can't even imagine all six are from the same barrel. Yeah, it has. It's pretty flat. <laughs> it's like a flat Pepsi. Yeah, you know, it's very specifically Pepsi. It's not. Yeah, it's not Coke. It's, it's not like Coke. Flat Pepsi, just because it, it it's sweeter is the the difference. Gosh, I haven't had a Pepsi in so long. That's something. That's something in my life that I don't need, and I don't want because I I just don't like Pepsi. Yeah, I'm very strongly a Coke person. I'm very strongly a Coke person, but I'm if they don't have it, I don't. Oh, I can't. It. I I can't do it if. And like I, d- I don't ever really get in the mood for Coke, you know. But if they're like, if I if I order it and they go, "Is Pepsi okay?" I go, "No, <laughs> bring me water." I'll tell you the one soft drink I cannot drink though, Mountain Dew. Cannot do Mountain Dew. I it's. Oof. Have you like noticed how they've changed their branding over the years? It's gone from like marketing towards the the people of the South to like video gamers. Yes. Yeah. And I remember their yep. old, old little like slogan they had was "It'll tickle your innards." Oh, don't like that. No. What on earth does that mean? I have no idea. I mean, I don't feel like I need to report it, but yeah, probably why you don't like it. <laughs> You're hurting your first people. Show us on the doll where the Mountain Dew hurts you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, and on to. Onto the onto next. the bottle and bond. Yeah, so we'll save the one twenty five proof for last. I think that's probably a yeah. good call. Yeah, yeah. So they do a lot of picks of the bottle and bond. This one doesn't have a pick, so I was glad to find one that's the standard offering, so I can kind of see what it's like. I found another thing branding wise that's a little different. Yeah, yeah. So each bottle, different uh, addition. Oh yeah, has a different. Uh, the different flourish. flourish. Yeah. yeah. I think that's really cool. I would like to have those like nerd talk in vector form. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cause I feel like it would like be a pretty cool print or something. Mm-hmm. All right. I think this will probably be right up there with the high ride for me. I gotta be honest with you. This has been my least favorite nose so far. What? Really? I'm I'm Why? not I'm not getting hardly anything. I'm just getting pretty much ethanol. I'm getting ethanol and barrel char. I get a lot of like the the oaky barrel notes on there. Yeah, and we picked this up. This was like 
like two months after it started hitting shelves, and Kentucky just wasn't getting any of it. And yeah. I think you went on a trip and actually found this one. I bought it off of you. I just, I, I'm just not finding Try a whole. Try the palate. Yeah. The palate, you get the same. A lot of ethanol. Yeah, it's hot. Yeah. You know that flat quality that your single barrel had? It, this has that. I get that as well. Yeah. That being said, though, I, it, I'm still finding notes in it, whereas the single barrel, my single barrel, rather, was just kind of one consistent flavor. Mm-hmm. This actually has a little bit of interesting complexity to it peppered out, or peppered throughout it, rather. Yeah. Um, but it's covered up by the, the hot. Yeah, but like if, if I really start to find it, if I start to dissect it, which is what we're supposed to be doing anyway, um, I find like a like an orange zest. There's definitely an orange note um, buried underneath a lot of the heat. The the char, the barrel char, really does come through though. I yeah. would say, especially once it gets into the finish. I think if I... This one reminds me of Old Forester 100 a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of got that brown foreman thing going on where it's it's jutting off in a bunch of different directions and it's not really appeasing to like one specific area for me. But it's it's ethanol heavy at the same time. I think if, if I have to drink more of this, I probably won't do it straight. I think I'm actually going to make your cocktail with ginger ale, oh, yeah. splash of orange, uh, ale, ale 8, ale eight and splash of yeah. orange liqueur. Yeah, I think that would be solid for this because it's got a little bit of that in it. Yeah. I actually, I, I'm totally on board with that. I love 100 proof cocktails. Mm-hmm. 100 and up proof cocktails. I think that they are spectacular. And it's a great way to not lose your your whiskey in the cocktail itself. I mean that that's just me. I'm more of a whiskey forward or a, yeah. a, a alcohol forward. Yeah, cocktail forward. drinker. Yeah. Wow, so bad that Swan dumped it. I'm keeping that it, bad. I'm keeping it for a suicide blend if we get if we do some more. Okay, I didn't okay. think it was bad. I just thought it was. It, it's just not lived up to everything else. No, nah, it's just hot. It's also my yeah. fault, too, because I poured, like, normal the entire time, and then with this one, I just dumped a bunch of it in there. Yeah, I went a little bit heavier on this one for some reason. I think it's because I, I don't have it that much. I was expecting it. It's like, oh, it's, it's something I don't have every day. See, I did it because usually most bottle and bonds I'm, like, pretty high on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that could be the reason you see a lot of picks of this. Maybe they just their standard release that they've set as the standard is just not their favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Could be. I don't know. I I will say though, I've had a couple of picks of the bottle and bond. It's not been great. Hmm. Honestly. Uh and you know what sucks? I, I love I love OBC. OBC has great picks. Their seventeen ninety two bottle and bond pick was not that good. And I, I yeah. think I don't think that it's their fault. I think that this product is just not as good as it could be. Mm-hmm. And I was excited for it when it first came out. I was ready for it. I, I wanted a bottle of it. You know, it just didn't live up to the hype mm-hmm. for me. And I've seen a lot of people that say that um, it's the it's the same way with those old Forester picks that they do the old Forester mm-hmm. picks. None of them are just spectacular to them. Yeah. Unless they're just a huge old Forester fan to begin with. Hmm. Old Forester picks are weird. Yeah, they're kind of all over the place. You know what I'm ready for, though? 
What's that? Some 1792 foolproof. Foolproof. Me too. 125. <laughs> Here we go. This is right in our home. This bottle taught me something. What did it teach you, Swan? 125 I proof like hurts. It brought you in. Oh, I was like. <laughs> no, I honestly. Like it brought you into manhood. It, like It did. No, uh, it did actually. Oh, okay. It did teach me the difference between foolproof and barrel proof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was one of the first ones I saw that was labeled foolproof. This is, I would say, a really good way to get people into higher proof or barrel proof bourbons. Yes. So I do get banana on this. The banana's back. I get the banana, but I'm also getting the with and it this is the reason it's foolproof, but like the chard, the oak, more of the barrel influence within the, that banana as it, well. It's and kind of dangerous though cuz I don't get as much ethanol as I do on the full on the uh, bottom to bottom. I don't either. Yeah. And I'm getting more flavors, more complex flavors too. More of like the caramel, more of the dark chocolate. I think I'm also getting some of the fruit, like a darker fruit. I can see that. I get it on the nose. I haven't gotten to the palate yet, sorry. Oh, see, I just took a drink. This is what the 1792's been missing, a finish. That is a really good point. Yeah. and I can this, get on board with that. This has a finish. This has a very Booker's-esque style finish. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part, like, we gravitate towards mm-hmm. some of that. I mean, all of them have had, had that kind of, like, lingering flavor aspect, but not, like, the burn finish that you get. This is, to me, a higher-proof Booker's blended with a lower-proof Elijah Craig barrel-proof. Hmm. Yeah, it's there. I think that it has all those characteristics while not being overbearing and not really kind of punching you in the face. Yeah, I usually get a lot of like spice punch from Booker's and that's definitely toned down quite a bit. Yeah. Because this is definitely more of like a sweet, savory. Mm. Sweet, savory. Like I think it's a really nuanced, high, foolproof It's It's silky. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a very like dark chocolate silkiness Mm -hmm. that... Like, honestly, like Dove dark chocolate that kind of coats the tongue as you're moving from the palate to the finish. I like this pour a lot. Yeah, this is really <laughs> good. I just got kind of giddy. I like, that, I want more of this. I really think that's a, a big, uh, I think the foolproof, man. That's that's the one. It's the yeah. 1792 foolproof. Out of everything we've had tonight, anyway, that's the one that I'm like, Yes. Yeah. I've also right had there. and the high rye. I think the high rye was the high rye is good. Your single barrel is good too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, for me, it's between the foolproof and your single barrel. Yeah. Honestly, I I thought your single barrel. Maybe it's because I I have had multiple single barrels before and they've just not been up to snuff. But like that one really caught me off guard. It really really surprised me, and I was. All about it. Yeah. That's like the 1792 version of his bottle of McKenna that he would not finish. Oh, Curtis knows all about it. Yeah, yeah. it's just it's oh, special. I had it man. multiple times. It was special. I don't know. I, th- I think everything we've tried tonight was pretty solid, except regarding the bottle and bond. I think that's more of a not so much for me. Yeah, so if if I had to rank this, and I, I hate to have to rank it, but... Because they're different. And, right, and... Yeah. and like it's it's not necessarily in terms of like 
the bottom was terrible and the top was just outstanding. But like it, it, it for me is just kind of preference, right? So the bottom bond I think is at the bottom. Mm-hmm. It's ha- it had a lot of really good things I think going on with it, but it just kind of took a little bit for me to really get there, um, which is not bad. It's not a bad thing, but I think that it could have been a little bit more upfront with its flavors. Unfortunately, the small batch was next up for me. Um, Which I think is fine for a standard offering. I think so, too. So we, of course, Curtis is tired of hearing about it. We talk about Turkey 101 all the time. I think that Turkey 101 is a great representation of their brand and fits really well into their profile and into their their product line um, without being too off the mark or anything. It's mm. a great price. It's a great proof. Um, there's there's just a lot going for it. There's no, That's not to say that the Small Batch 1792 doesn't have a lot of good things going for it, but I think that it could be a little bit higher in quality just if you're trying to get people into the brand, right? Um, I would then go my single barrel. I would go the high rye. Uh, I would then go your single barrel, Curtis. And yeah, I think the foolproof is probably, I think the foolproof is definitely gotta be, you know, what what I'm going to go for on, in this case. Yeah. But I think the high rye is my favorite. Yeah. Yep. I think, I think it's my favorite, honestly, nose, palate. I think it's probably my favorite. Finish and price? Finish and price, yes. <laughs> but Never pull fleshy piercings. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I do too. I hate it very, very much. If yeah. we're ranking, I think I would go... Honestly, I think the bottle and bond to, the, uh, to your single barrel, to small batch, to my single barrel, to high ride, to... Uh, foolproof. Yeah, and I mean, we basically had the same top three, just kind of shifted around a little bit. Yeah. I would take the single, or excuse me, I would take the high rye any day of the week. I think it's delicious. But there was just something about your single barrel and the foolproof. It just had more complexity to it. Yeah. It had more depth. And, you know, for, and this is coming from somebody who loves high rye bourbons. I love high rye bourbons. But in this case, I mean, there was just uh, that little something extra that the foolproof mm-hmm. and your single barrel had to offer that put it over the edge for me. Yeah. And I think if we had the, the sweet wheat, I think that would be probably be pretty up there too. I've heard really good things about the sweet wheat. Um, I think the only thing I've heard about the port finish is they said it's good, but it has a bit of a dry finish to it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, I think it. Chad's actually said that. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's probably worth picking up if you can find it. Sorry, I just had another sip of the foolproof. And Do you want some more? <laughs> it's so dang good. I might have to indulge here in a second. Okay. But, yeah. Hey, my overall impression, 1792, good stuff, man. Pretty good, man. I mean, I, I think that they have a good range of products that can appeal to a lot of people. I do wish that we had had the, the sweet wheat just so we could have... Something a little bit more, you know, accessible to a broad spectrum of flavor profiles. But in this case, I think that, you know, it, it's good to talk through 
a product line. It's good to talk mm-hmm. through a brand's, you know, d- different installments that they have. Yeah. And my advice, just be, try everything. You know, I, I nothing's going to set you back too much. I mean, the highest price is the foolproof, right? That's what, 60 bucks? 60, yeah. And that's really not that bad. No, and I've actually not had a pick of this that hasn't been good. So yeah. it's not, I mean, finding it from some little liquor store that's got two or three cases of them that's a pick, you pick one or two of them up. Yeah. They're good. Yeah. I, I think that there's something for everybody in the 1792 line. So. And they all do it pretty well. I think it's all. I think so too. Solid. I think so too. Really it's good. it's just you know when when we do things like rank, uh, it it's not out of you know we despise Great to bad. yeah right exactly we don't despise something it's just you know if I had to choose between something out of this line this is what I would prefer mm-hmm. um, again man the bottom and bottom and the small batch are not bad yeah they're my bottom too but it's just because there are other products in their line. That I like better. Yeah. That's all there is to it mm-hmm. for me. So I think I'm definitely going to have some more of this foolproof here in a second. But we do have tips and bits to get through. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Oh. What recommendations do you have this week, guys? I got one. I came up with one just now. It was good. <laughs> okay. I mean, I thought about it all day. Uh, <laughs> sure you did. Uh, so I've been watching this new series on Netflix. It's not really new. They've got three seasons on it. It's called Designated Survivor. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. 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 Just it. yeah. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's a political thriller, uh, but it's it does not get into politics too much. I don't know how to explain that, but yeah. they, they definitely don't. They get into more of like crisis management more than anything else, but mm-hmm. it's just interesting to watch. I started it today when I was at work, and it just I've watched like eight episodes already. Yeah. And just to give a summary, that's where the entire does the white house blow up yeah so basically there's like and a chain he, of command for the presidency and yeah. uh they're they're doing the state of the union so it basically requires everyone to be there except for the designated survivor yeah. should anything happen and he's just chilling in like a hoodie and t-shirt and just watching tv and then all of a sudden the you know capitol building blows up and it's and like he oh, has to become you're president. The president yeah and he's got like this role that's way way down the totem pole and he has to fill that role very quickly Mm. yeah that's cool um my tips and bits are is gonna be it's about that time for fantasy football and oh i love fantasy football. do you oh oh all right i love fantasy football here's what i'm hearing so here's what i'm hearing what Uh, this is my bourbon podcast fantasy football league i'm down all right what's up commissioner kurt yeah <laughs> what's up guys i'll be uh i'll be guiding you through this and <laughs> um no i i would definitely be down for that if people are interested if the listeners are in- interested i would no doubt go for it um we'll we'll chat about it we, we could probably make yeah. something happen um i love fantasy football i used to think that about three three years ago is when i first started and I was like, Ugh. and I didn't really watch football that much. I was interested, but I didn't really care. I also thought was like, this is stupid. Like, why would you ever like <laughs> get competitive about fantasy points, you know? And then I started playing. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> so here's been my experience with fantasy sports. Okay. 
I've been really excited about them. I'm like, I'm going to I'm going to participate every week. I'm super gung-ho for the draft. About 2 weeks into it, I totally lose interest. <laughs> okay. I just I I don't ever update my teams. I don't try to make uh, trades no. or anything. Yeah. So I, I like I'm always in last place. I you know. So if you want to if you want to win an easy competition, join our. Uh, <laughs> here's another thing. Join our Did you ever? Was there ever anything on the line? Was there any stakes on the line? No. Any money on the nah, line? Nah. That's why. <laughs> I do not do any leagues. So that, you play for keeps. Oh yeah. Okay. All right, Perry. Uh, I got an idea for you. We're okay. going to have two leagues. I'll do one. Kurt will do one. You're going to go for the most points. Whoever can get the best overall season. You're just going to be for the least points? And for the least points. <laughs> <laughs> will be my I league. I love it. I love that so So whoever much. can be the absolute worst. <laughs> so the draft will be the exact opposite. You're going to be like, I'm going to pick up second string, you know, whoever. <laughs> Just throw it on there. I'm not yeah. even going to participate in the draft if that's the case. Yeah, just auto draft <laughs> everything. Well, the problem is, is that you're going to end up having people. You don't want to auto draft everything. Yeah, that's because true. Because you, you might have good get po- somebody. No, you would get good po- players. Oh man! So, have you so you're trying to trade down. Yeah, like you're trying well, to trade if for a be... third string <laughs> safety. You wouldn't need to though. You literally could pick up. Everyone would have like players that don't play, and everyone would have like zero points. True, but. Not to All right, like burst, so so not good to, an not idea, like not good in execution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you if you like fantasy football, watch the league. If you yeah. haven't seen it, mm-hmm. phenomenal. Nick Kroll's in that, right? Yes, yes. and it yeah. is hilarious. I've been meaning to watch it. You you will start it, and you're like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen because the fir- the pilot episode is terrible. How many shows are like that though? Yeah, I mean, it, but it's just like The Office or Parks and Rec, where you get about halfway into season one, you're like, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. In my awesome, life. sweet. Yeah. All right. I'm going to watch it. So, yes, fantasy football, man. Yeah. It's coming up. I can, I can get on board with that. If we want to have a league, I'm down to be commissioner. I think I think you are automatically commissioner because <laughs> yeah. you're the one who brought it up. Well, that's true. <laughs> I was just stating. If we have interested parties, I'll be there. Nah, it's all you, man. Um, you're part of the group. I mean, it's not like you can't make posts and everything. Yeah, yeah that's true. So, I know that two weeks ago... I talked about this, but I am still very much on a Tyler Childers kick. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a great album that just came out. Also, his keyboard player, Chase Lewis, used to play keyboards for my band, Bad Sign. Really? That's which cool. Which is our, our little blues cover band. Um, so, is this tips and bits or is this me bragging? I'm sorry if it is. Um, it's a, it's a but, bit. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a bit. Yeah, exactly. Um but they were on they were on Jimmy Fallon last week. Which is crazy. I mean, like I got to watch somebody that I know pretty well play with an artist that I love. That's wild. And I mean, he just got to play at Railbird, which was uh, uh, Lexington's inaugural big music festival and everything with Tyler and everything. So I it, it's just very cool to see somebody that you've supported, you know, move on to really cool and big things. And I, I guess maybe my tip or bit is support local music, support local artists and creatives and everything, because, you know, good things do come from you going to gigs where nobody else is there 
on a on a Tuesday night just because you you know you appreciate what they do and everything. I've been there before too. I played plenty of gigs where there was nobody there. I mean, granted, it was at one a.m. on a Thursday night, mm-hmm. but you know, different conversation for another time. But anyway, Tyler Childers' new album is so daggum good. You you gotta you gotta go listen to it. Anyway, that's it. I think that does it for this episode. Speaking of which, yeah, um, at Railbird at, and supporting did you go lo- and no and supporting oh, local it. artists. Um, they was a stage specifically for local artists. Yeah, the Burl stage. It's called the Burl stage. Oh, so yeah. good. So that's kind of cool. I love that. You know, uh, the the Wooks played on that stage, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if you've not looked them up, you definitely need to go look them up. They're a fantastic local bluegrass band. I, I mean, I cannot say enough good things about them. But anyway, support your local music scene. That's my tip and bit. That does do it for this episode, though. Thank you all so much for listening. I love doing these episodes where we just kind of do a deep dive into a into a product or into a brand's product. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, so we'll we'll do more of these in the future. If there is anywhere on social media that people can find you, where can they do that, guys? On uh, Instagram, you can find me at KurtCon, and at, on Twitter, Kurt underscore Con fifteen. I'm on Instagram and Facebook at my Bourbon Finder. That's, that's it? it? Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> if you would like to follow me personally, I am at PRitter1492 on all social media channels. If you'd like to follow the show, though, we are at My Bourbon Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We would love to have you as a part of those little communities. Please give us a five-star rate and review on iTunes. That really does help us find new listeners and get us more in the public's eye. You know, th- there's something weird about iTunes where they have an algorithm where the more people you know download and rate and review the more people actually get to see the show so if you have other people who would like to listen to or you think would like to listen to this show please please do that and share it around of course you can head to bourbonshop.threadless.com for all of our apparel and merch got some new stuff that's going to be coming up there very very soon so be on the lookout for that if you have any questions or comments, you can send them to thismybourbonshop at gmail.com. Love hearing from listeners of the show. And we'll be more than happy to read out your questions and answer them on every podcast. So if you have something for us, we would be happy to talk about it. And then last but not least, if you'd like to become a patron of the show, you can head to patreon.com slash podcast for as little as a dollar a month. You can help support this show and all of the creative work that goes into it. It's not the easiest thing in the world, of course, every week to create content and edit every episode. So if you are able to do that and support the show in even just a very small way, it does help us out tremendously, and we always appreciate it. If you do decide to support the show, you get great things like bonus episodes. You get to be a part of our community chats. Um, you get to be in for our Google Hangouts as well, where we all have some great pours and we get to talk to each other about what's been going on. And it's a little peek behind the curtain into what I'm like when I'm not uh, recording a podcast. So go and check that out for sure. Again, that's patreon.com slash podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. I think this has been a really fun episode. I'm ready for next week already. Yeah? You guys want to go ahead and record? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Record another episode? (laughs) 
we're doing double duty tonight. <laughs> okay. Now we will see you all next week. Thank you double so much trouble. for listening. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We will see you all next week. But until then, I'm Perry. I'm Curtis. And I'm Swan. And this is my bourbon podcast. Holy crap, that's a big spider. Oh my gosh, that is one of the biggest spiders I've ever seen. What is that? I don't know. It's outside. I mean, it is, but holy gosh, it's so big. It's going to give me spider powers. Something's going to tingle if it bites you. (laughs) 